to beware of spoilers. I am Adam. I have finally gotten around to what is this motherfucker doing? Just pull up front, you dumb bitch. Um, I finally gotten around to watching the Bob's Burgers movie. Um, I went to see it in the theater rather than waiting for its inevitable arrival on Hulu because, you know, the 20th century thing, so it'll 100% be on Hulu um, at some point in the future. I don't necessarily think you need to see this movie in a theater um, in the same way that, like, you didn't need to see the Simpsons movie in the theater or really any of the Spongebob movies in a theater because there's, like, one example that I can think of of a movie that came from a TV show that was good, um, and that's probably Mission Impossible. Um, but beyond that, there really isn't a ton of, um, what's it called, a ton of precedent for good movie, uh, good TV show to movie jump. And I think part of it is, you end up with this weird thing a lot of the time, like, where the stakes become way too high, and you're like, well, that's not what I like about this. Like, I, like, when I go to see, you know, The Simpsons, like, when I tune in every week, I'm like, oh, I'm here to watch the weekly adventures of The Simpson family. So, like, when The Simpsons movie comes out, and it's this giant thing with earth-shattering stakes about how, you know, Springfield's gonna be destroyed and, and all of that, it's like, well, alright, like, that's not what I was hoping for with this. Like, just take an episode and make it longer. Like, I think South Park kind of did it well with bigger, longer, and uncut. And it, it's that kind of thing that you should be aiming for. It's take the show that we already know and we already have this, this depreciation for and make it an hour and a half. Like, so just string together three episodes. How would you do a three-part episode of this show and then do that? And then just, you know, make it and cut the commercial breaks and make it into a movie. Um, maybe a four-part episode more accurately. Um... And I think that that's kind of the thing that we should really, like, you know... I, I have to commend the Bob's Burgers movie for this, because it really does that well. It's like, the stakes are reasonably low. The restaurant's, you know, in trouble with the bank. They need to pay their rent. They need to pay their loan. And a sinkhole opens up in front during that week. Um, and then they discover a body in the sinkhole, and they have to figure out who killed this person who worked at the wharf. And it works, you know? For what it is, it works. I don't know if I, like, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, I probably could have waited for streaming on this, or this probably could have been a streaming title, which is actually the exact opposite I felt about Chippendale Rescue Rangers, if I'm being completely honest, where I'm like, you know, I, like, that movie would have been better on the big screen. This one, I think, could have done better on streaming, but maybe it is just this, that feeling that, like, I'm accustomed to watching this at home, like, I'm not going in on a weekly basis to see... Like, when, when Bob's Burgers is on, I'll watch it on Hulu, I'll catch up on Hulu or something like that. I, I, I feel like it's kind of that kind of situation where it's like, well, because I'm used to watching it in one format, moving it to another format is is where the, where the, the dissonance kind of kicks into high gear, where I'm like, oh, well, that's not how I normally watch it, so why am I watching it this way now? And then, like, what's going, like, what's going on with that? Um, and I think it is a fundamental problem. Like, it's not a problem with the movie, but it is a problem with taking the 
the format and switching it. Um, it was, it's worth noting the person who ends up being the bad guy, um, I don't remember his name, but he's like the cousin of, uh, of Fish Odor. He He's voiced by the guy who voices the warden on Super Jail, which I just watched all of. Um, so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I recognize that voice, and then you're sitting there like, where am I recognizing it from? Let's see, what else is there with the movie? I mean, there's some cool things that they do that I think a movie budget allows you to do that you wouldn't be able to do on a on TV budget. Um, namely, they do some cool blends of 2D and 3D that I'm always a real big fan of when they do. Um, and, and, and most importantly, everything feels like the show. It feels like you're watching an overlong episode of the show. And I think that's why this movie works so well. Is that you're not watching... A move. You're not watching like you know. We're gonna do something we wouldn't ordinarily do. Which is kind of a big deal. Um, I think the musical aspects are something where it's like you know I'm not. I, I wasn't overly thrilled by it, and I feel like my theater wasn't overly thrilled by it either. Um, and, and and you know I think that mileage will vary on that. It'll depend on how you feel about. About the musical in general, music classes in general, um, but more importantly, it's like everyone acts the way they should. The movie feels like it should be an episode of Bob's Burgers, which is what I'm here to see. I'm not here to see, you know, Bob's Burgers plus, you know, what's it called? Like Bob's Burgers, you know, doing things that they wouldn't normally do. I'm here to see Bob's Burgers, and and it it, it, it succeeds on that front. Um, I will say though. This is a movie based on a Fox animated TV show. And that's not a statement designed to be incendiary or anything, but it is no worth noting because the show airs on the Fox network in the same way that if they did an Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie or a Rick and Morty movie, it's like, okay, it's an Adult Swim movie. The reason I point this out is that the majority of Fox adult animation stuff ends up on Adult Swim. Um, which airs after 9 o'clock, and it airs in prime time on a major network. Um, it is ostensibly not a movie for children. Um, and it's, it's not that it's not a movie for children because there's anything bad in it. It's just that's not the target audience. And I think that Bob's Burgers has kind of been very tame in a way that even The Simpsons isn't. Like, The Simpsons looks like, uh, in terms of, like, graphic content... The Simpsons looks like uh, an Adult Swim show compared to, you know, this. And it's the same kind of thing as, like, King of the Hill. King of the Hill isn't raunchy. King of the Hill isn't, you know, anything like that. But it is upset. It is for adults. And it's kind of the same thing. You could probably bring a kid to this movie, and the kid would probably be able to understand what was going on. The movie's PG-13. Um, that said... I think that, you know, if we didn't already agree with Lord and Miller's premise of their op-ed, it is further proven by what was advertised for this movie. I'm not talking about AMC runs in their newbie nonsense in the 20 minutes before they start the ads. I'm talking what ads they run as trailers before the movie. And, well, yes, they showed Vengeance with BJ Novak, which I think I commented on the other night after I saw Top Gun Maverick, and I was like, oh, that movie looks pretty cool. Um, but, like, Beyond that, they showed mostly kids' movies, or mostly family movies. 
And, and uh, yes, I, I will say, Thor definitely belongs to be advertised there. Avatar definitely deserves to be advertised there. But the fact that every animated movie coming out for every studio between now and the end of the year that has a trailer is attached to this movie shows that the industry doesn't respect animated movies as anything more than kids' fair, even when they're not. Like, and look, this isn't Sausage Party, this isn't Anomalisa, this isn't Flea, even. Which is, you know, they're all adult movies. And, and like, you know, a, like movies for adults that, like, really you should not let a kid in there. You can, you can probably get away with, like, bringing a, a, like, you know, a kid the age of Tina. Or a kid the age of, um, uh, of, um, Louise into the movie. But at the same time, I probably wouldn't. Um, like, it, there's nothing there that's objectionable to that degree, um, where you, you, you know, where they wouldn't find it amusing. But that said, I, like, I wouldn't do it. Like, it, it's just, it's just kind of weird that you're gonna throw up League of Super Pets, you're gonna throw up, um, that other one, Paws of Fury, from Paramount, you're gonna throw up Lightyear as the big money shot trailer. It's like, well... First of all, it's the 20th century thing, so really the trailer you should be throwing up there before this as the last one should be Avatar. Or, if it's because Disney owns it and it's, you know, Disney getting the last word here, Thor Love and Thunder. But short of those, I would not have picked, um, what's it called, to be the last trailer. Lightyear. Because the last trailer before the movie is always the biggest one for the studio within that demographic. And there's nothing about this movie that fits that same demographic as Lightyear. They're two totally different movies. And I don't know if it's just that we are, we're watching the industry not know how to market these movies, but it, it's, you know, it is ostensibly not a children's movie, and they're advertising children's movies with it. it it's one of those things where it's like animation, you know, can, um, doesn't get taken seriously by the industry. And I think that that was the entire purpose of the op-ed that Lord and Miller did, where it's like, you know, they're, they're, at the Academy Awards, you have the, the, the three women who are going up, and, and, and look, they didn't write it themselves, this is not them saying it and being like, oh, haha, these second-class citizens over in the animation departments, um, like, it's not, it's not like, um, Lily, um, Lily Allen, Lily, Lily, whatever her name is, Lily James from, uh, from Pam and, uh, Pam and Tommy. Um, and then, uh, Chloe, um, Halle Bailey, uh, from Little Mermaid, and, um, Jasmine Scott from, uh, from Aladdin are all up there because they played live-action Disney princesses, and it's like, well, look, this was not them. This was the writers at the show and the producers of the show who picked this to represent the animation people, not animators or, like, you know bring up, like, Brad Bird or something, or someone who respects the, uh, the medium, no, they're not gonna do that. They're going to pick people who are marketable. Um, and I think that if we look at, like, you know, the way that they treated this movie in the, in the previews, I'm like, well, I, I, we wonder why this happens, and yet here it is, and, you know, I don't think it's, I don't know what the case is, uh, because I've heard that, like, sometimes, like, the, 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 companies pick what movies run before it. So maybe it's just someone at AMC who, you know, saw animated, animated, boom, let's go. Um, 
But it's like, and the thing is too, it's like the people who are watching Bob's Burgers are by and large not people who are going to be going to see League of Super Pets. I don't think you're getting many parents who are going to be going to see that. I don't think, because, and that's the thing too, it's like even like Paws of Fury and Despicable Me, or Minions 3, whatever the hell it is, like, they're not movies that are designed, like, they're not like, you know, like Lightyear, I can see there being a big crossover audience outside of the the initial, like, what's the one I'm looking for here? Outside of the initial, like, okay, this movie is for kids, but you're also going to get people who are there for nostalgia, who are like, oh, I was a kid when Lightyear came out, now I have kids, I'm going to go see that. Like, you, you have a, a large crossover audience there, and you can probably get that with, with League of Super Pets, too, where it's like, oh, they have Keanu Reeves voicing Batman, and it's like, you know, it could be cool, and it's like, people really love Teen Titans Go to the Movies, and, you know... That movie was not, <laughs> like, no one had faith in that, and people loved it. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, there is, there is a, a, a lack of respect, it seems, for animation, and it is not made better by um, the, the, the way the industry it promotes animation, as evidenced by, you know this movie that I just sat in for an hour and 40 minutes, which is really the best thing to say about, you know, the thing, and, and, and when, when you watch it, it's like, there's a, there's, there's a period where it's just straight exposition, and I'm like, I don't want to watch straight exposition in a movie, like, that's not what I'm here for, I'm like, you know, I don't need this level of exposition into why he wants to, you know, it feels like you're padding the wrong time when you put in as much exposition as you do, trying to explain why this cousin wants to take over the wharf. I don't really need that. Um, I could, I could live without all of that. Um, it, it's, you know, there, there's definitely room to trim in this movie, um, to make the movie more entertaining and more, um, what's it called, more concise. Um, I also think the musical, like, I think that the musical sequence is part of why it bothers me is that the movie is an hour and 40 minutes long. Without the musical sequences, it would have been under an hour and a half. And it makes it apparent the musical sequences are only there to pad out the runtime. Um, and I think that that's not a great use of anything involved with making a musical sequence. Um, and, and, and the other thing is, too, it's like you're not making full use of the medium. Like, that, that was part of it, too. It's like, if you're going to, like... If you're going to go out of your way to, to make these, you know, these musical sequences and you're already doing an animated movie, take full advantage of the fact that you're, you're doing animation. Take full advantage of the fact that you, you have this medium where you can do things you wouldn't ordinarily do. Um, there's, a, there's a funny sequence with Gene dealing with an alien, there's, you know, but... I mean, the only time that the animation is really pushed is when it's going, when they do, you know, two, 3D, like, 2D-style 3D animation. Um, but beyond that, it's, you know, there's nothing really particularly special about this movie. Okay, go ahead. Um, it, it's, it, it's just, like, that kind of thing kind of bothers me. If you're going to use, if you're going to, you know, make the movie anyway, find ways to go beyond what we would see on the TV show, because ultimately that's part of the problem, like, yeah, it feels exactly like an episode of Bob's Burgers, but at the same time, you don't have to increase the stakes of the episode, 
but do something different. Do something unique. And I think that, like, if you look at, like, other animated movies that have come from other mediums, like, Into the Spider-Verse, there's a lot of really interesting, visually unique things in that, in, in what it does. Um, and, and because of that, you get this cool blend of animation styles and art styles and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, you don't really get that with this, where it's, like, instead of, you know, doing something, you know, new and unique, you're doing more of the same. And, you know, on one hand, that's great. On one hand, that's that's the way you should do it. But on the other hand, make use of the medium. Um, make use of what you have and what you're going to do. And don't just add in four musical numbers that take about 20 minutes of screen time just to do that for no reason. Um, but... But yeah, um, so I think that's all we'll talk about with Bob Berger's movie. I think we've gotten, you know, enough out of it. Um, let's see, what else is on the itinerary this week? Um, the Time Traveler's Wife has a new episode tonight. Uh, we will be talking about that tomorrow. Um, I don't have work tomorrow. It's Memorial Day. Um, and then, um, I think a movie that was at Sundance coming out this week. Watching. I think it's called, if I remember correctly. Um, and that will be making its, uh, debut in theaters. Um, like, in a wider release than just the premiere of Sundance. Which will be cool, so we'll be talking about that, uh, probably on Thursday or Friday. Uh, to break out the horror movie, uh, logo again. Which, for those of you on Apple Podcasts and on Google, on Google Podcasts, you don't see. But if you listen on Spreaker, you see it there. Um... So, uh, so yeah. So we'll wrap up there for today. Um, and we'll be back with more stuff um, as it happens. So until then, have a great rest of your week.